You, no. I've, I've asked everyone explicitly and nicely. Thank you, sir, for helping. What did he say? Dave. Oh, I've met Dave. Oh, boy. Dave's going through his Van Halen phase, so... He... Oh, look at that. Who needs a bra when you got Tim Tams? Those are bras for your belly. Please don't do that. Um, hi. Uh, Perth? I like your city? You have a good dock with a lot of Pokemon? Unbelievable. Dock area? Um, any announcements? Um, we should say that uh, we have a book coming out in uh, the spring out. of 2017, which is your uh, other season. And uh, So uh, your spring 2017, no, well, our, our spring, spring 2017, 2017 would be your fall 2019. So fall, <laughs> fall 2019, we're going to reach you with this book. Check it out. Uh, the tour in... Uh, What's the, what's the country we live in? Oh, we're, oh yeah, for those Brazil. people at home listening home, uh, we are going to be, be doing a tour of America. Uh, three cities, that's how we do our tours. Uh, three some. Seattle, then uh, Portland, then San Francisco. Uh, starting the day after Christmas, uh, Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Should I yell out the date? Or 1842! Oh, we got to say the intro. Shit, we didn't do the intro. Uh, you're listening to The Dollop. This is a uh, bi-weekly American history podcast. Each week, I read a story from American history to my friend. Gareth Reynolds, who has no idea what the topic is going to be about. Sometimes. Okay. Sometimes. Eight, sometimes it's Australian. 18, 1840, right? 1842. 1842. 1842. I'm already off. Awesome. Woo! Uh, maybe. Maybe? Maybe. We don't know for sure. I might be right. You may be crazy. But it just may be a lunatic that I'm looking for. John Kelly was brought to the prison colony on Van Diemen's land from a county... (laughs) Whoa, what a beginning. We were all brought somewhere from a cunt, weren't we? I'm here. This... uh... (laughs) This went bad really fast. <laughs> From County Tipperary, Ireland. Uh, sure. His crime? Stealing two pigs. It's not a crime. What about just taking one? Yeah. Why do you need they two They might pigs? have been brothers. Don't separate them. True. It's traumatic. He did his time and was released six years later in 1848. In 1850, he married 18-year-old Ellen, and they settled in the British colony of Victoria. You know what? This sneezing just needs to stop. Yeah. <laughs> A lot of people say Gesundheit. I'm, not, uh, I'm, not, I'm more realistic than that. Yeah. You just need to stop it. Yeah. You can control it. Tony Robbins has a whole series on that. So Ellen and uh, John started making babies. Edward Kelly was the third of their eight children. They were Catholic, and as some Edwards are, he was called Ned. (laughs) I knew it. I knew this was going to be this one. Why did you? Because the whole time we've been on tour, 
you've said I'll understand the posters, and someone let it slip that <laughs> this is some, some net fucking, guy. Some asshole? Whatever this guy's name is. Someone let it slip? You mentioned it, too. You In an email with Fosdyke, no. you were just like... I'm not, I'm not doing it now. What? No, I don't know. No, no, no. No, all I know is he's Ned. I know. And it ends up... Trust I, me, I know you don't know any more than that. <laughs> I read the poster. At this point in time, 25% of Victoria's population was of Irish descent. I... Like in America, many members of the police were either Irish-born or of Irish ancestry. Tried, isn't it? I'm sorry, I'm sorry, what? It's tried, isn't it? <laughs> some, some forces were 80% Irish. A fucking right there. Ned Kelly was not a fan of the police. He's Irish? Well, yeah. I mean, his, his parents were Irish. Does he have an Irish accent, do I'm, you think? I'm imagining that he does, yes. Catch fucking no man. Good, good fucking tack. Nice fucking catch up a I don't know what you're saying. Really? Fucking Yankee. He wrote, quote, These Irish police are the worst kind of traitor to this county ancestors and religion as they were all Catholics. Before the English yoke held sway, the Irish cop is a lazy loafer who deserted the shamrock. Whoa! Like, you know, <laughs> deserted he... the shamrock. I mean, come on. He desert, doesn't desert, desert... Deserted. He's saying they deserted the shamrock. That is right out of, like, leprechaun stereotype books. <laughs> like, sure, you fucking bring up a shamrock. <laughs> Uh, so most of the Irish who migrated to Victoria then were uh, from the one region around the, the area, and, uh, which meant uh, they had one general culture and a religion, and they were also of the same social economic class, the same age, education, skill, and whatnot. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, a bunch of Irish, a bunch of the same We Irish. can all throw potatoes the same distance. Oh. Fucking shot, yeah, perfect. Two kilometers or something like that. <laughs> Probably far, not as I think about it. Because of this, the Irish were alienated from the social structure of the colony. <laughs> Wait, were the Irish ever embraced anywhere, though? Nope. Everywhere they went, they were like, We brought fucking Ireland to you, you cocksucker! You live in Ireland now! Maybe that was, it's that exact attitude why they weren't embraced. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It seems acerbic. We're here, fuck you! Fuck you! Who likes us, you yeah, cunts? We fucking put Ireland inside of you. You won't abandon the fucking shamrock. We didn't land on Shamrock. Shamrock landed on us. That's a fucking Malcolm X quote, but I guess he's not a big player here. <laughs> uh, so, Ned, uh, Ned was obviously one of these uh, people. He was not down with the way things were. Quote, the pressure and tyrannism of the English yoke and which has kept the Irish in poverty and starvation, the convicts, all of true bone and beauty, were sent to Australia where many a blooming Irishman, rather than subdued to the English, were flogged to death and bravely died in chains, true to the shamrock and a credit to Paddy's land. <laughs> so he is a leprechaun. Back to the fucking rainbow. He's a leprechaun. That's, yeah. that's where this ends. And what did he but, say, yoke? Yeah, he used that word yoke a lot. What does he... 
I don't fucking know. I wasn't going to look that up. I mean, there were so many things in here. I was, what? What did he say? He, he, uh, I don't know if you know this. I didn't, so this is... Did he say an egg? Apparently eggs have yolk, I guess. I don't know, but I... Sir, it's nice to have a scientist in the audience. It's just... Are you a farmer? How do you know so much? So wait a minute. Yolks come from eggs? I, Dave, look, I'm hearing it too for the first time, but I mean, he... You heard the man. Man. I'm gonna... <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'm just, yeah. just you know, just mind. Who's gone. reading the story to who? Out of, right? I mean, honestly, I it's like, like you should come up here yeah. with all your knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Ned's father John was one such Irishman. In 1865, John was put in jail for killing a neighbor's cow. That's not a crime. It wandered onto his property. Well, then, I mean, come on. But it, from where I, I don't know where you grew up, but where I grew up, if a cow comes onto your property, you can, you can eat it. Yeah, where I grew up, for sure. Some married the cow where I'm from. Okay, I'm not, I'm not from there. <laughs> well, you got to go to the bumblefucks. Uh, John uh, died shortly after his re- release from jail. Uh, Ned's mother, Ellen, went bugfuck on the neighbor's wife, yelling, quote, You Bible thumper, you witch, are you happy now? You got enough for your bloody heifer? Scared, huh? I wish you were a widow soon like me. So that's very, that sounds She's like a witch. Cool. That sounds like something a witch would scream in yeah. the middle of a, a curse. Well, I mean, it's classic projection. You're a fucking witch! You know, it's like, she's the witch. She, she doesn't recognize inside of herself. She's the witch. Are you yawning? Ned had gone to school <laughs> up until the day his father died, but now he was considered the undeclared head of the family. He was How old is he? Twelve. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good update. I'm taking over now. Don't worry. I know enough about school. I'm fucking ready. I sleep in the bed with mom now. Yeah. I know the fucking deal. I'm taking on everything. I'll kill the cows. (laughs) The first thing, the first thing we need to talk about are the yolks. Are you fucking yoking right now? Because honestly, this is... Fuck off. All of you. The Kelly family was not on the good side of the law. Doesn't sound. Everybody was in jail. From uh, the Benellas Farmers and Squatters Journal, which was a that is a great which was a paper, local local, magazine. local it's newspaper. Really good. It's really good. They well, it's for really farmers good. and then people who uh, just put down their shit on farmers' land. Right. For those two, those two kinds of people had their own paper. Awesome. I'm sure a lot of it was really good. October 16th, 1869, quote, Ned Kelly answered to a charge of highway robbery from a Chinaman. It was... <laughs> it's always amazing when you hear what was okay. Like, we keep evolving with what we're allowed to say, but... <laughs> I think... Like, we learned about Chinese whispers on this trip, which... You guys Sweet are great. bastard. What the fuck? It's impressive stuff. Clapping. Ah. 
The police applied to detain him to gather evidence. The Sydney Herald broke it down a bit more. Turns out Ned was accused of stealing 10 shillings from said Chinaman. A sergeant came to arrest Ned, but he took off. His mother then, quote, let loose two ferocious dogs for the purpose of frightening the, poli- frightening the policeman's horse. They still caught Ned, though. <laughs> what a tactic. Uh... But Ned's story had a, Ned had a different story than the Chinese guy. He said the Chinese guy came and asked for a drink of water from his sister. And then his sister, being a very nice Irish uh, woman, uh, gave him creek water instead of uh, water from a barrel. In no, house. I'm not a scientist like some people here, <laughs> like Dr. Yoke. But uh, creek water is a... Bigger roll of the dice, hmm. I would guess, right? Seems like you could probably get diseases from... I don't know. Uh... So this Chinese man uh-huh. maybe had a point? Yep. Okay. Good ketchup. Uh, and so the Chinese man then became angry. <laughs> Why? Over the creek water? Well, he's like, I could have eat- drank out of the fucking creek. Yeah. I asked you for water. <laughs> yeah. Oh, aren't you the fucking... Aren't you fucking like a gift horse in the mouth, do you? Ungrateful Chinaman. So then him and Ned uh, got into it, and uh, Ned pushed the Chinese guy, and uh, they had a little thing. But that was it. You mean but they then, dated uh, briefly? What? They dated briefly, or they, they had dated. A, There's pushing, and then a little bit of kissing. I fucking, oh God, I can't resist you. You're beautiful. Uh, Ned, Ned ended up avoiding a, a conviction on that charge. Okay. Probably because it was just like a... Yeah, I mean that's we we uh, we let we have Chinese people drink out of the creek. I don't know what the problem is. Yeah. <laughs> a year Chinese. later, a year later, Ned was hanging out with that law Harry Power. Power was a fifty-year-old highway robber, bushman, and on May six, Ned was caught by police. Uh, the Sydney Herald quote: "The entrance of Ned Kelly into Banala was quite imposing. The prisoner being surrounded by his captors, and every now and then a smile passed over his face as he recognized someone he knew." So they bring him into town. He's like, hey, how you doing there, Larry? How you doing? Hi. Morning, Ned. Hey, hey Ned. Oh, I'm getting arrested. Oh, well, fuck. Bye, Ned. Get his fucking say again. The prisoner has grown since he was last in the dock uh, charged when he was charged with robbing a Chinaman. I remember that. When the cunning of, of himself and his mates got him off, he is very pale and has learned to smoke while out at night with power. It is well known that he... <laughs> wait, wait. He, was, he could... He learned to smoke. At night? Yeah. With that's, power? What not? The power is a guy. He didn't get power. Right. I thought this he isn't was about like an a, This isn't a story about a... This isn't a story about a leprechaun who gets powers. Which is where you seem to be heading. Well, if we could maybe go my direction for a second. <laughs> I think we're abandoning the shamrock. On May 13th, people crowd into court to see Ned and hear the charges. The local paper... He said, quote, we are told that his language is hideous. <laughs> Shocker. That's just... He was said to have become more hardened by his bushranger life, even at the age of 16. Gee, he's 16 now? Yeah, he's just getting started. Good God. He's a boy. Uh, not then. He was dismissed on the charges of highway robbery as uh, the witness couldn't identify him. Okay. A few months later, Ned was arrested for stealing a horse. There's a pattern here. He really, he's a livestock thief. Uh, so uh, 
he also had a different story this time, too. Ned said he, a friend, and his uncle were cutting calves. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, I looked it up. It's uh, literal. They were literally so just cutting them. So your excuse is, no, officer, I was just murdering baby cows. Good Lord, what kind of a monster do you take me for? No. So they're cutting calves, just slicing them up. Just cutting them? Yeah, you're putting them in pieces. For what purpose? Just to- for eating. You can't grill a whole one. We gotta. But cut why them. don't you go cow over calf? Soft, softer. <laughs> oh, the screams are sweeter. Oh, it's like angels dying. Oh, fucking heaven it is. I'm not a fan of this guy anymore. Now no. I'm. St- I think he's sociopathic. It was the way of the fucking bush. Talk to me like that. Uh, when Ned's friend wrapped a pair of calves testicles in a note. <laughs> I'm going to have to stop you right there, DA. Uh, Why? Why? What, 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 what does a note say when you put balls in it? Hi. Hi, how are you? <laughs> hey, Ned. Hey. Hey, dear Ned, how are you? Here's balls. Love you, man. Well, the note was for a Mrs. McCormick. <laughs> so why is she getting nuts? She was having difficulty having a child. So he sent her fucking cow balls? Yeah, it was like a prank. What the fuck? Well, they were like, it was like saying, well, your husband can't get you pregnant. Here's some extra nuts. That was just insinuated in this time? Oh, the nerve. Don't take it personally, Harold. You're perfect. Oh, start the stove. Cow nuts. So Ned couldn't find her, right? So he gave the testicles and the note to a boy. What is nearby why as you will do why if you've ever been in this situation i've never been there and he gave to the boy and he said you give these to mrs mccormick what's inside them mister just some testicles oh i'm too young to know what that is no you're not no they're balls but the boy didn't give them to mrs mccormick of course not he gave them to mr mccormick who was super mad. (laughs) And then he said he was going to have Ned arrested for taking his horse, which Ned said had just wandered off. Because they were busy killing his baby cows. They weren't weren't his baby cows. They were just killing baby cows. Oh. Mr. McCormick said he could beat Ned or any member of his family. Now Ned was 16, but he was like, all right, so let's fight. Now, as Ned got off his horse to fight, Mrs. McCormick hit his horse with a whip. This is a quote from Ned. It jumped forward, and my fist came in collision with McCormick's nose. That happened. <laughs> the whole horse leapt, and then I was punching him in the face. Oh, and then I, beat, and then I started strangling him because the horse was riled up, <laughs> smacking him across the face because it was right behind me. It's crazy. I was fucking headbutting for 45 minutes while the horse ran around and knocked me into him. You'd never seen anything like it. So 
Ned said then he then he took the time to tie up his horse to finish the fight. But hold on, time out. But then uh, when when he finished doing that, McCormick had ran off to the police. <laughs> Ned was arrested uh, for assaulting Mr. McCormick with quote grossly indecent conduct mm-hmm. toward McCormick's wife. That would be the testicles, the ball, the 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 balls in the envelope. Yeah, right. That's what I figured. Uh, the McCormicks testified as witnesses, and Ned was testicle found... fud. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Dave. What's that? Come on. Think of, if you go back and Ned was found guilty and sentenced to three months for punching and three months for the testicle delivery. <laughs> what I mean, what a great like, just a great trial though to like sit in on. <laughs> like, the two things he, he's guilty of. Oh, I guess he didn't actually. Strangle that guy because the horse, or punch that guy because the horse pushed him into him. And he was the one who mailed those testicles. So. You should be able to mail testicles. I don't care what year it is. B mail? Ned was released after serving his time. And then when he got out, he immediately stole a horse and was arrested again. Boy, this guy. Really? So the advantage is, I mean, you're just, you just want as many horses. You want fuck you horses. You want like a lot. It's like fuck you well, money. You just want as horse. many horses. What's he supposed to walk around? I guess, right? To take a horse. Okay. Just, if, you, if you're a get, guy get out of prison and, and, then, and there's just a horse but if you keep tied going back up to, somewhere. Yeah, but you keep going back to jail for stealing horses. You don't know whose horse that is. So you just take it. Right. Mm, I think we're saying different. I think we're on the different sides of the aisle here. Uh, this time he was sentenced to three years. Ned said false evidence was given against him. His brother Dan also did time for assaulting a woman. It's different. <laughs> While Ned was in prison, his mother met uh, George King, a 23-year-old California horse thief who... Uh, hey, cool. Who, uh, oh, yeah, it's like crazy out there right now. <laughs> it's like the horses are totally different. You're catching sick horses out here. <laughs> Fucking 50-foot horses. Ride them, you know, man. <laughs> Fucking Delp. Delp? It's Delp. Dip? Huh? I thought you said Del. It's fine. Yeah, it's like Del. Dope. Yeah, Del. <laughs> Crazy, isn't it? If you think about it. Yeah. All intertwined, dude. Universe. Not religious, spiritual. Okay. <laughs> Ned was released in 1973, and uh, he got a job working at sawmills. Oh, man, but he was just, like, looking at horses, like... Control yourself. All right, so he's trying to go straight. And it lasts a little while. Three years later, he was uh, the overseer of a mill. At one point, he caught a wild bull. Wait. Huh? (laughs) Wait, but just the wild bull was running? coming home from work or whatever. it, um, okay, just given his track record, it feels like that might be bullshit. No. Uh, well, he was probably just coming home, and there was a wild bull mm. trotting down the road. Mm-hmm. And he wrangled it? Yep. All righty. And he gave the bull to a farmer who sold the bull to a pub who killed it for meat, <laughs> which is the way of the land. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. At that point, a guy uh, uh, named James, James Woody said Ned, Ned stole the bull. Really? Yeah. Our Ned from earlier who stole all the horses? Yeah. 
stole the bull. Yeah, that's what James Whitty said. But James Whitty had all the best land in the area, and other people had to pay the banks to uh, graze openly, you know, in open land, Mm -hmm. which made it hard for poor people to keep livestock. And if a horse was left outside, then James Whitty would impound it. Who are we rooting for? <laughs> Is there a hero? Uh, no. Okay, no? no? Not really. I mean, they Good think there is. They think They've read is. the poster too, huh? They're, they're, right now they're feeling weird. They're like, this isn't the story that I know. Around this time, Ned's older sister Annie died from giving birth to an illegitimate daughter. It happens. Sure, yeah. There was a, a local dirty cop, Constable Flood, was uh, apparently... Constable Flood? Apparently the father, yeah. <laughs> okay. Flood would steal horses and sell them, uh, and he was good at it. He stole and sold the same horse four times. That is baller. That's a, that's what do you mean it's gone? Oh, that's fucking crazy. Do you want to buy a horse? Yours is it's gone? Boy, he's got a track record for this, I swear. Uh, so he's a bad, he's a bad cop. <laughs> I just remembered he's a cop. <laughs> yeah, he's a cop. Uh, he also wasn't the only horse-stealing cop. Farrell, the policeman, stole a horse from Ned's now stepfather, George. Uh, the horse was being kept in James Whitty's padlock, so Ned and George went and took all the horses rebranded them, and sold them to what turned out to be undercover cops. Okay. Oh, all right. Huh? How do you rebrand a horse? You just scrub it off. You, you can't, you can't you possibly, it. like, it, you ha- so I mean, branding. Like a, if it's like, so let's say it's, like, from Ranch Circle, and then you put, like, a, like a little... Like a little accent goo or something on the fucker? Yeah, you're like, no, that's a umlaut. Like those are those are Swedish ones. <laughs> that actually would be the best way to do it. <laughs> That's, those what are, are you the, talking about? Those are the Swedes' horses. Those are Swedish horses. God, the nerve of you! You're stealing from us. How are you removing the umlauts? <laughs> Tricky bastards. So now they're wanted. Now these two gentlemen are wanted. Uh, On February 22nd, 1878, a constable Fitzpatrick was on his way to work when he uh, came across Dan Kelly on a road. Dan also had a warrant out, so the constable arrested him. Dan gave up and said he'd go to jail, but asked if he could go to his mom's house first to get something to eat. Just like O.J. (laughs) Exactly O.J. And the constable was like, yeah, Oh. Yeah, that's no problem with absolutely, that. Absolutely, yeah. Why no. shouldn't you go home and of have a... Of course. You know, what I go, you know what they say. You don't want to swim or go to prison on an empty stomach. So absolutely fucking time. Time for a snack. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so they walked into uh, Ellen's house, and the constable was surprised to see Ned, who was supposed to have been on the run and far away. Okay. So. Uh, shit went crazy fast. Always so, a good beginning. Someone shot a gun, mm. and then... Uh, a horse probably ran into that person. And then, <laughs> And then Ellen Kelly uh, hit the constable with a shovel on the head. Wait, that really happens? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And then Ned shot him in the wrist. Oh, what is their technique here to 
Make sure he could point them out with one just, hand? I think just stop him. Uh-huh. Take um, the rest! When he came to... Take that! When he came to, all the Kellys started attacking him again. Except Morning, Ned, bitch! Except, except, except Ned held them off. Uh, Ned then dug the bullet out of the constable's wrist and told them he could leave. <laughs> the constable was like, uh... What's happening? Constable Fitzpatrick's recovery was long and slow. Three of the Kellys were arrested, including Ned's mom, Ellen. Ned, Dan, and friends Joe Byrne and Steve Hart went on the run. Joe Beard? Byrne. Byrne? Byrne. Melbourne? Yeah, Melbourne. Byrne. Byrne. Now we're nervous to say any, po- any way of... I'm terrified of any vowel in this country. Byrne. And then his friend, right. him and his pal, uh-huh, and uh. Step, uh, stepdad George had already run out on the family six months before. Melbourne Weekly Times basically called Constable Fitzpatrick a moron. <laughs> Quote. You mean a moron. Quote, if Constable Fitzpatrick did not know what the Kelly, that the Kellys were so armed, he ought to have known. The constable's wound is not dangerous, but a man with a bullet in his wrist is certainly still a casualty of battle. We've learned that Constable Fitzpatrick, although a plucky fellow, is an inexperienced policeman. It is also stated that he cut the bullet out of his own wrist. We should have thought it'd be better to have carried his honors with him instead of in his pocket. What just happened? Uh, they're just dicks. What did they, they call them a plucky fellow? Yep. What is, he's feathery? No, he's like. Plucky? Yeah, hey, how you doing? Like that kind of guy. What is that even, what, he's got hey, good shoulders? Hey, I'm a plucky like fellow, how you doing? He's popping and locking? Yeah, what's up, how you doing, little guy? He's, how you doing, I'm a plucky little fella? It's like that. Okay, so to someone listening, what is a plucky person? No, he shakes his shoulders and he moves about. Okay. Hello, how are you? How you doing there? Okay, uh-huh. <laughs> sure thing. Wait, I'm plucky. We're right. That wasn't very plucky. You didn't move enough. I don't know what the fuck it is. Hey, I'm plucky. How you doing there? <laughs> it's not very different. Now, Ned, of course, had a different story from the constable. He said that when the constable and Dan arrived, Ellen told Dan he didn't have to go if the constable did not have a warrant which caused the constable to pull out his pistol and yell, I will blow your brains out if you interfere at Ellen. <laughs> then Dan said, there's Ned coming now, as a joke. But then there was a fight, and the constable was, uh, was not shot. Who? That's why there was no bullet in his wrist, because he made it up. <laughs> and, and Ned wasn't there. That's what Ned said. So they're different. There's a bit of a... Yep chasm between I mean I you can't I, I you it, there's no way that there's any time in history when the police have overreacted and said stuff like that and acted like that so between these two scenarios you're taking the second one I'm just saying okay so you're taking the one where the constable wasn't shot? No, I'm just ma- I'm making a comparison to our our nation where we live, where all the cops are shooting wow. people. Ever heard about it? <laughs> In 
In May, Ned robbed a boy near the town of Oxley, taking his horse a watch and 14 pounds. It was also believed he uh, stuck up a young girl and, uh, you know, took her stuff. He's taking candy from babies? Yeah. He was basically... How old is he at this point? He's like 6, 17, maybe. He's 17? Yeah, he's... Yeah. He's he's just going to get his uh, GED soon. He's going to... Get on the right track. Yeah, he'll fig- he'll figure this out. Yeah. No, I think he's a little bit older because he's been in prison. Yeah, he's probably got to be like twenty two or something. Yeah, he's in his twenties. Okay, twenties. All right, better. Then this makes sense. I, I forgot. Like he, a I teenager. Forgot, I forgot he'd been in jail for three years. Yeah, so. he had three years in jail. Um. So now, uh, the police are on his trail. Nine uh, police in different groups uh, were searching for the what is now known as the Kelly Gang. They were in a in mountain ranges, quote, infested with a brotherhood of Kellys, Lloyds, Quins, and other in- con- interconnected Irish families. Mm, does that mean mm, interconnected? Mm. Well, yeah, sounds I'm sure little, there was some of that. Sounds a little. Well, but they're but they're all the families are marrying each other and. But know, eventually. They mar- yeah yeah eventually you accidentally you marry your no sister. You have no choice. Yeah, it's yeah. a sister or a cousin or something. Oh, we've all been there. Oh, you're my brother. Hi, I've loved you since the day that you were my baby cousin. Members, so the members of these families have been marrying each other for years and years. One of the police uh, parties decided to camp out in the open, thinking Ned uh, was a long ways off. The lawmen split up, with two of them going down to the creek to look around. Constable McIntyre was assigned to cook that day, and that's what he was doing when he heard a noise. Mm-hmm. He went out to look around, didn't see anybody. This sounds like Friday the 13th already. <laughs> like he's just out there. Well, he goes out, <laughs> he didn't see anybody, <laughs> and then he shot two parrots. Huh? <laughs> Rock, you got the wrong ones. <laughs> At 5 p.m., he was with Officer Lonergan when they heard, Bail up! Throw up your arms! They looked at the four men. Three with guns and one holding two rifles. That was Ned. McIntyre was unarmed, so he put his hands up. Lonergan ran for some trees while he reached for his gun, and he was shot in the temple. He Mm. fell and yelled, Oh, Christ, I'm shot! Jesus. And then he died. Oh, my God. Those (laughs) are... I just can't believe he was able to say yeah, that. Yeah, honestly, right through the hit temple. The temple? Ah, shit, my brains! <laughs> I don't think it's good! Uh, it's a hell of a brain. Yeah. That's a Mike the Chicken brain. It's impressive. Yeah, to have, like, the... To be able to have last words after being shot in that... Sure, you could have chosen them better. Be nice to each other! <laughs> You know, but still, it's get, nice to get something out. I mean, it's better than like, ah, what fuck my temple. What about uh, stop killing parrots? They didn't do it. They didn't do it. Hey, you want the one-armed bird? <laughs> Ned said, "Quote: What a pity. What made that fool run?" Ned. Seems, well, you guys with your guns. It, but it seems that he doesn't own a lot of his mistakes. I feel like he denies well, that's a lot not of his, his He didn't errors. make a mistake. The, the guy running made the mistake. I mean, well, if someone comes up and goes, don't a, move. That's a crazy stance. But if someone comes up and goes, don't move, and you're like, I'm running now. You can't like, take the side of the dude shooting people in the temple. 
I'm, I'm not sure. I mean, I'm, sure, that's I'm sure he's got a lot of redeeming qualities, too. The Kelly gang then took what they wanted from the tent and both uh, cops' guns. Ned told McIntyre it was stupid to look for him in the ranges, and he said it was a shame to see a fine, big, strapping fellows like you in a lazy, loafing job like a policeman. So, yeah. It's backhanded. Yep. He asked where the other two men were. There was some discussion about what would happen to them. Ned said he wouldn't shoot men who had their arms up, and he just wanted a decent night's sleep and would let them go in the morning. Mm. The gang then made tea and drank it with McIntyre. Not, they, I, not iced tea, I can tell you that. <laughs> they, they all drank tea together? Yeah, waiting, they had tea. Before the other two... Yep. What else are you going to do? I guess you got to drink tea in that situation, yeah. Yeah, we have a nice combo. Sure. You know. Nice Fishing tea. for topics the whole time. What else? What else? Boy, oh. you are fucking crazy. Uh, so. What did I want to say? This is lovely. Yeah. Lovely tea. Have I, have I told you the one about the cow's nuts? Woo! Yeah, I remember that one. Woo! This is nice. Yeah. Woo! It's just nice to hang out with somebody. Yeah, it's you know? good. It's nice good. to see somebody. Yeah, it's good to... Yeah. Woo! What are those, parrots? Ah, yeah, those are dead. Yeah, parrots. They, didn't, they won't speak anymore. <laughs> Don't you worry about... Gosh, just nice to have a glass of tea. Woo! Just lovely, isn't it? Catch up, be friend. Oh, love what you've done in here. This is, this is... Is this... Do I live here, or is this where you live? This you. Yeah, no, I love what I've done in here. It's just unbelievable. Isn't it unreal what I've done in here? Oh, it's a tent. Yeah, it's a great point. Unbelievable point. It is just a tent. So what am I even... Who am I even saying? I'm not even... I shouldn't even be talking about it. You know, just hang yeah. out. And, yeah, so that's... Yeah, no, it's just nice inside here because, um, you know, it's a tent and obviously... Uh, Oh, man. Oof, what a day. <laughs> I remember 20 minutes ago. I don't yeah, well, I no, that's great. Yeah, I shot, yeah. I Right, shot, it's Temple. Yeah, yeah. I shot him. Right, right. Yeah, that was you. Yeah, no, that happened for sure. No, but I don't even, you know, whatever. Either way, <laughs> it's just nice to be with friends. And you are a friend. Can I say that? You're a pal. Okay. I, no. don't, I don't know you that well. No. No, you're right. You know, I move fast. <laughs> I might be a little nervous, but you're right, absolutely. I shouldn't have said that. You're right again, obviously. You're just, uh, when are you wrong? That's my question. Oh, man, I am. This is really going to my head, too. This is, ooh, what is this? English breakfast. Yeah. It's unreal. That's a very, ooh. So, shaking over here. Don't know why. Nothing to do with you. Has to do with the tea, for sure. Gosh, would you look at this? Unbelievable in here, isn't it? Oh, it's just a nice place to get away every now and then. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Have, yes. you, tried, have you tried not talking? Oh, fuck. I, hey, let me beat you to that. I'm done talking. Absolutely. Yeah, I don't, yeah, a lot of times what I do, my thing, if my wife is all over me about this one, I just will chat, chat, chat. A lot of times when people say, stop out, you know, and I keep going. But that is a point well taken. I just wanted to say to you that, uh, you know, everything... Everything is fine, and, um, you know, either way. So let's just, silent game begins now. And it's not a game. It's just a couple of guys doing it. And you don't have to do it. I'll do it. You can talk if you want to talk. And if you want me to answer, I'll answer. But what I'll stop doing is being the only one talking, okay? That I'll cut out. Because I'll tell you what, it's awkward. And it's a bad habit. And bad habits don't break fucking easy, do they? And I should break this one. 
right now. And I will say, T's unbelievable. Love what I've done with this place. You've done nothing wrong. Great to fucking be here. I'll stop talking. Starting now. <laughs> Do you live around here? <laughs> when the other two cops came back, McIntyre told them to surrender. Okay. They thought it was a joke. And weird, one, weird, would be weird timing for that. Yeah. And one reached for his gun and immediately shot, and was immediately shot at, but missed. So he gave up. The other one ran for a tree with his Spencer rifle, and he was shot and killed. The second guy should not have run. Yeah, but you, you need your yeah, individual wake-up call. But the first guy, you were, you were. That's when you were like, no, he should have run. But now this guy shouldn't have run. No, because the guy, the shot happened. You're like, oh shit, he's not joking. He thought he was joking. I mean, this isn't balls in an envelope. It's not a prank. <laughs> this is real shit. McIntyre took this moment to jump on a horse and take off down the creek. Like his move. <laughs> I feel like you're very inconsistent. I like his... I, does he get away? Yeah. I like his move. What about the fact that he's being a total coward and leaving his other cops? Uh, <laughs> well, fair. <laughs> but the one guy's dead, so how many other cops are there? There's just Two one. are dead now, and now there's yeah, just one alive. Yeah, there's one. Yeah. And he, he's... Yeah, he's... Uh... Listen. Bad news, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Got a family. But he's talking the whole way. It was great to meet you. I'm sorry I took off. Oh, boy. I owe you an apology. Get some of this water for a Chinaman. McIntyre went to the uh, police station to report what had happened, but there were only two guns at the police station. He's a cop, right? Yeah. Okay. They're all cops. Well, two of, them, two of them awkward. aren't cops anymore. Mm -hmm. Well, they're not. they're not. They're not part of zombie PD. The police went to the campsite and found the bodies. The tent was burned, and everything else was stolen or destroyed. They could not find Sergeant Kennedy. 200 pounds was offered as a reward for the gang. They knew who the Kellys were, but the two other members of the gang had not been identified. McIntyre's descriptions were as follows. Quote, first man, 21, 5 feet high, slight build, very fair complexion, whiskers, beard, and mustache, thin, mild expression of features. He had it all. Second man. Does, does that help anyone on finding somebody? A mild expression of features? Uh, everything is just so vague. He had a mild expression of features. Like the guy, the artist is like, uh, what was uh, he? Uh, mild? Yeah, yeah like, like uh, he had facial okay. expressions, but not big. You'll, you'll know him when you see him. Okay, look at, look at me. They're like this. Okay. Like this. Mild. Like this. They keep changing. They're mild. Like this. I'll do a cartoon strip for this. I think that'll okay, be the best. Okay, they're mild. Thing. Like this. <laughs> you fucking asshole. I put that up on Instagram. <laughs> I knew. You're such a prick. You just, I could tell. You just, 
What'd you think I was doing? Holding it weird, but I was like, he's recording something. <laughs> or, or there was like a, a kanacha pin behind me and you were Pokemoning or some shit. There's not a lot of good Pokemon around here. Okay, too real. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> uh... That was like a rogue laugh. She went rogue. Uh, the second man, 19, stout build, only a few <laughs> straggling hairs on his face, uh-huh. and a sinister expression. Sure. Now, let me ask you this. Could he change that expression if need be? Oh, no. It's very sinister. He had a frozen expression on his face always. And no, not frozen. Sinister. Right. But he never changed... He. My point is, he could probably change the expression, right? You're just saying what you saw him as. I mean, it was a very sinister face. Right. Understood totally. What I'm saying is, could he smile? Are you drawn like, a, like an active face? Like, is it, a, is it like a GIF? I've been drawing a meme. <laughs> my biggest sin this stir is my face. It says, it's not good. It's in the early, it's not a good meme yet. No, but no it's not. I've got other pitches. And when we, when we get computers, it's going to be something. You think those rumors are true? Yeah. Trump's going to be president, you know. On November 1st, 1878, it was reported Sergeant Kennedy's body was found. It appeared he had tried to escape on foot. But he couldn't escape on horse because McIntyre had taken his horse. All right, I feel bad. (laughs) Good Lord. Uh, Now, how do you say this this city? Wagga Wagga. A normal person. uh, Geelong, Geelong, Geelong. Like, like the tea? Geelong. Geelong? <laughs> Seriously? Two E's. Geelong. Dave. We're just going to, you know, fuck the other one? Dave. Is that what we're going to do? Okay. Why, why, have, uh, why have letters? Dave, Dave. Why have, Dave, why have them all? Dave, Dave. Come on, we're guests. What's the, what's the point guests. of letters? We're guests. Were you that angry at Dave, the British? we're guests. We are like, guests. We're going to change them all. Why don't, you, why don't you do what we did and get rid of the fucking queen? Kick that shit to the curb. And then I'll take that attitude a little more seriously. But right now, you still got that lady on your coin. Now, oh, you don't fucking start up. Okay, according to the... Wait, pronounce it. Geelong. All right. According to the Geelong... By the way, they had a great game last night. Yeah. According to the Geelong advertiser, which went, uh, went, went on to call McIntyre a coward... 
There was clearly a gunfight between Kennedy and the gang, and he seemed to have hid behind a tree until he ran out of ammunition. He was shot in the side of the head, which went out the front, taking off part of his face. His right ear was also cut off. Cut off? After? Yeah, that'll happen in a gunfight. (laughs) No, not. I think before, maybe. Or maybe after. Maybe they're like, oh, that looks good. Well, that's Let's like, take this part of him. Yeah, but, but that is like a I, I feel like souvenir maybe, gesture. I feel like maybe they were they were torturing him, just cutting off. So they were just reservoiring dogging this fucking yeah. dude, and yeah, then shot him in the temple. No, then he ran because right. I understand. Yeah, okay, sorry. Yeah. Well, they didn't shoot him in the temple. They threw the side of the head, and then part of his face came off. It's the temple, but I, you're right. I, uh, it's not the temple. Side of the head, okay. Side of the head doesn't mean your temple. No, your it doesn't. Here. Could have been right here. Yeah, I guess if your face gets look, shot look. off. <laughs> that's it. If I was a medical examiner, that's what I would uh, do. Uh, it was written in the paper that Kennedy had a heroic ending, and the paper said many men in Melbourne were comment- commenting, quote, I should like to go up to attend that fine fellow's funeral. Open casket. Oh, got to. Just roll him on his side got like to. he's spooning someone. That's how you do that. If, you're, if, you're the, if, you're, if you work in the morgue. Oh. Don't roll him over, even if he snores. Uh, well, I mean, the nice thing is that's his good eye. Yeah. Oh, look at that. Little and then thing. there just, just could be a little pile of the rest of his face? Yeah. What? Yeah. We're just trying to describe in detail... You don't hear pile of face very much. Yeah. Now, now we've got the open casket, but where would you like the pile of face? Uh, we're, we're doing Phantom of the Opera later this month, so we'll just take it. We could put it on top. We could put it in a bouquet up on top. We could just have a little pile we of face. We want to do something sort of avant-garde. Maybe put it on top of his head, so we'll sort of... Like a hat. Like a little face hat. A fat. Uh, and let's just close the casket now that we talk about it, actually. Oh, yeah, that's let's fair. go that route. Yeah. He's got a big part of his face missing, so mm-hmm. that makes mm-hmm. sense. I didn't want to have to try to fix that. Perfect. Well, we'll take, the, we'll take that half. But uh, do you want a pile of face in there, too? No, I'm being very clear. We'll take that half of it. Yeah, close the casket and we'll take the half. We have, we wanna, we have some stuff we want to do. I'm sorry? We want to take it. You want to take what? The half of the face that's off. Right. What do you mean, take it? We're gonna, we want it. Oh, to, to keep. It. For, to like, keep yeah, for, for keepsies. Keep. Absolutely. For keepsies, exactly. Yeah. You're going to keepsies part of the face. Are yeah. you not collecting the rest of the body? No. It sounds disgusting. <laughs> We're not weird, so just that half of the face would be nice. <laughs> That's, yeah. Okay. We're going to put it on a dog like a sweater. Oh, that's fair. Yeah, right through what? One through the, one leg through the. Well, there's holes, so. I'm sorry. Hmm. What did you say? I didn't. I didn't you said say something it. at the end. I said nothing. I've not said anything. I was, I, th- said I was thinking. I haven't said anything for about twenty minutes. So I don't no, know you've said this. a lot. Have I? Yeah. I'm just so oh, just weeping over here. But uh, yeah, just put it in the doggy bag. <laughs> to go. <laughs> don't want to dine in. We're not eating it. Oh, you forgot. You, oh, no, you forgot. You almost forgot your bag. Oh, Classicus. <laughs> anyway, here's a dollar. Thank you so much. 
Next, a constable Meehan went missing. His horse was found miles away. A search was made for him. When he was found, he said he had been cornered by one of the Kelly gang who followed him down a road. Meehan was unarmed, so to escape capture, he jumped off his horse and ran down the broken river. Everyone concluded Meehan was full of shit. (laughs) Was he? With one paper writing, quote, it is a stigma to force that one of its number should be capable of flying in a state of abject terror from a single pursuer. Okay. So, yeah, they're calling him a giant pussy. Was he a giant pussy? Yeah, I, they, I, it sounds like he just made it up to try to get, uh, you know, a little attention. Right. Right. Cute. They believed Ned had made for New South Wales and was probably there already. The telegraph came saying Ned had robbed a man at, oh, fuck. Bungo one Nas. Well, that's better than mispronouncing it. They don't know what it is. Bungo. Bu- what? <laughs> now, I don't want any part of this. You had the stage, nope. sir. Oh, nope. Hey, oh, baga baga? What? My... Nope. No, sir. Yoke. Comes from eggs. B-U-N-G-O-W-A-N-A-Z-H. Ah, Bangawaza. Fair. Does anyone know it? Interesting, isn't it? A missing city. Bangawaza Waza. He was out at old Bangawaza. Uh, obviously, Bunga Winaza is in, North, in New South Wales. Bunga Wanga Wooza. The gang was seen by two farmers, and they also robbed one George Munger near a lagoon. They demanded provisions and held them for three hours. Until the, pap- until the provisions came. Yes. The papers called Ned Kelly a most vindictive and bloodthirsty character. They said he threatened what bushrangers called colonial law. Ned was waiting to see if his mother was convicted. If she was innocent, he said he would give himself up. But if she was convicted, Ned said he was going to shoot every man that had anything to do with bringing about the conviction. Well, Ellen was convicted. I was just going to say, Dave, on this years. podcast, it's not normally, and she got off and he retired. <laughs> yep, he'd seen the error of his ways. Now that mom was out, so he's going to kill everybody involved route. That's, that's the plan. All righty. Rumors swirled that the gang had been stocking up supplies and uh, putting them in different places in the ranges so they could stay on the run for months. They also had a lot of people that they were connected to by blood and marriage who would give them aid in the area. Meanwhile, the police groups searching for Ke- the Kelly gang were not well equipped. One group of five policemen from Greta had one rifle. Wait, how that, many? That they had borrowed. How many people? Five policemen. Five people had one rifle? Yeah. So okay. What is... <laughs> Go ahead and shoot, then I'll shoot. Just hand it off. All right, everybody, grab your partner's hips. We're making a conga line. All right, when we're ready to shoot, tap the person in front of you's thigh. There we go. Say bang. Closing up, yeah. Saying bang, because we don't have a gun. Oh, right. 
The police were all complaining they didn't have enough rifle or, or uh, rifles or ammo. Well, that's the government, bullshit. The government finally bought some as uh, they were uh, looking stupid at this point. From a paper, quote, The government has purchased about 30 double-barreled breech-loading pieces, which are stated to be very effective weapons and the most suitable kind for the use of those who are not trained marksmen. An Wait. Ex- yep. They make guns for people with bad aim? Yeah, they're basically saying the cops can't shoot for shit. So they give them, they, they're giving them guns that are aimed, pardon the pun, towards people who don't know how to aim? They're guns for people who can't shoot very well. Okie dokie. How do you make a gun that can't... It goes... Right. It's just, it just shoots just all a scatter over the place. shot? Yeah. All right. An excellent spirit pervades the police force now, and men from all parts of the colony have volunteered for special service. Several constables went to Bunganawana. Bungawawazi. Where it was believed the Kelly gang would try to cross the river. There was also now a large force along the border, and every crossing was being watched. A group of four men on horseback were arrested, were arrested but they turned out to just be uh, sheep shearers. <laughs> that, how do you make that mistake? Yeah. We've just got the, the cutty thing. All we do is just trim them. We tr- we tr- trim, the trim them all day. That's trim, all. trim the sheep. Please. No. Okay, sometimes late at night, things get a little... Weird. Look, if... Look, look, look. look, look. If okay. you wanted to... So look, 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 look. Your look, four look. fellas on the road. Hold on. Hold, but look, you haven't been look, with your wife for some look, time. Look, look, We're not going to... Listen to me. We're not going to... Hmm? Have sex with each other, so you know we have some t- and we will say that we these we know we each have one. It's not like we're just like wife swapping, okay? We're not. What do we What are we talking about? Huh? We have one. What? Are we talking about the back end? Have you guys not been having sex with the sheep? No. No. Me neither. No, none of we're shearers. We're sheep shearers for the last time. Get it through your thick skulls. We're not crazy. Why are you talking about this to the police? I don't, yeah. Yeah, I'm happily married, so. <laughs> Unless I get a hall pass. <laughs> when the cat's away. <laughs> the sheep are gay. <laughs> is that not an expression? No. Uh, no. Uh, you know no. what? I'm dead talking. This is off record. It's not. You're, un- you're unbelievable investigators, though. Comb in the case yard. <laughs> Quote, police patrolling both banks of the Murray River were fired on last night by another party of police. <laughs> Blue Lives Matter, dude. So the cops are shooting at the cops on accident. Well, they saw other guys that look like so other shooting, guys. Right. Look, there's a group of guys over there. Right, right. Some understanding should uh, come so that the various police and volunteer parties might recognize each other and so prevent such a dangerous mistake being That's repeated. They should That's do that. Maybe decision. what about a, a police hat? Yeah. Well, or, yeah. Uh, something of that nature. Sure. Like a uniform. That's amazing. That's great. So they were not in uniforms. So how did you know? Well, I just assumed. I mean, if they're saying they should, there should be an understanding. I don't know what kind of understanding they would be. You, if you're in a group, you're like, we're not them. We're not them. Like, what else are you going to fucking do? I mean, I think we've got our solution. I think that we look no further than the we're not them theme. Yeah. We're not them. We're also not them. 
Turns out that we're also not them gang. It was them. They knew our code. Ned said about the police, quote, I kept them in good employment and got them double pay, and yet they're ungrateful. So that's fair. That's fair. I mean, he's getting them extra money, uh, fucking work, and they're yeah. like, we want to kill you. Yeah. Right? Yeah, that's pretty good. On November 1st, 1878, the Victorian Parliament uh, raised the reward for the capture of the Kelly gang to 500 pounds and passed the Felons Apprehension Act. Okay. The act... W- which, okay. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds like they right. made crime illegal. <laughs> Essentially. Okay. The act outlawed the Kelly gang and made it possible for anyone to shoot them. Wait. Okay, so Wait. this is this is what Australia has done. Wait, what did the, what, so say that again? There's some bad guys, right? And they made those bad guys illegal and said anybody can anybody can kill them, and then it wouldn't be murder. You can just anybody can just shoot them. Making it's it's a government solution. <laughs> I can't tell how I feel about that. <laughs> I think it's crazy. Yeah, oh no, it's... But fucking... I also think that, like, in this era, you're like, all right, all right, all right, let's have a little fun. Murder's legal, it's the purge. Sorta. Just for four. Yeah, there's a four-people purge. Uh, the act also penalized anyone who, quote, harbored, gave aid, shelter, or sustenance to the gang, or withheld or gave false information about them to authorities. The sentence for such crimes would be Im- imprisonment with or without hard labor for such period not exceeding 15 years. So if you just helped them out, you get 15 years. You get a coffee possible hard labor. Yeah. The deadline for the gang to voluntary, voluntarily surrender was set November 12th. Right, so 12 days. Okay. Four of Ned's coven, cousins turned themselves in to let it be known they were not part of the Kelly gang. At this point, the Lama knew who four of the members of the gang were. Sorry, the who? At this point, the cops had figured out who they all were. That it was. Why did it sound like you said Lama? Lawman? La, I did said I lawman. miss a Lama? I said la, Lawmen. Lawmen, okay. Lawmen? Is that what you thought I was saying? I heard Lama. Oh, yeah, there's Lamas. Well, that's an interesting wrinkle. Is this the first we've heard of it, or did I black out for a portion? Again. <laughs> we've been talking about llamas this entire time. No, I know. No, I know. I'm not an idiot. No, I know. I remember. So the llamas. The police llamas, not the criminal ones. Right. Thank you. But now all llamas are criminals. Oh, right. Mm. Mm. <laughs> Monday, December 9th, the Kelly gang rode onto a sheep ranch called Faithful's Creek. They took all the male employees and some railway laborers, farmers, and others hostage. They held the ranch for two days. Two would watch while two slept. The gang destroyed the telegraph lines. A line repairer came out later that day, and he was taken prisoner. Mm. They- Tough job if you get that assignment, too. Yeah. Uh, they've cut the telegraph feed. Go fix it. Uh, fuck, really? Uh, what if, a, what if a, a policeman goes? You mean a llama? 
the Lama Laman. They then made their pl- they then made plans to rob the bank at oh fuck. Is that nearby? Yor Yoria U E U R O A Yoroa. You guys went straight with that one, huh? That that time you're just going to use all the letters. Dave, Dave, we are guests in their nation. Ned took a check from the ranch to. Uh, took a what? A check. So he's at the ranch. Okay. And they're going to go rob the bank. So he takes a check from the ranch to take to the bank. Okay. And he's going to use to that. To rob it? Well, he's going to use that as a way to get in. Right. Oh, so, so you couldn't get into the bank unless you were cashing. There was like a bouncer. There was a bank bouncer. We'd be like, hey, I got a check. And then they'd be like, well, come on in, stranger. Oh, okay. You're not just here for the free candy and pens. Come on in. Free candy and pens? You know, they have lollipops. I feel like the you bank. don't know a lot about. Oh, old-timey banking. Oh, I think I do. I think I know more about old-timey banking out of the two of us. What, what kind of pens do you think they have? The ones on the chain that you can't take, but people take them off. <laughs> you, know, you know. Bring your own pen, guys, and that is a lesson that we should... So when Ned got there, it was after three and the bank was closed. Okay. Must have been a holiday. Okay, that's it. Everybody home. Ned knocked on the door, and when a clerk opened it, Ned said he wanted to cash the check. But they're closed. And he was told it was they're, closed. They're closed, right. Yep, policy is a policy. And, and they couldn't. Right. So Ned pulled a gun and put it to the guy's head. Well. And then pushed his way in and said, I am Ned Kelly. And they were all like, oh, hello. Not a lot of people Good rob day. banks to put money in them. It's not, it's not a real... How much was the check for? That's my for question. For a lot. I would have, uh, for a lot, I wouldn't have yeah. taken it. I would just kept the check. Yeah. Smart. Uh, so he's got this real check, and he's in the bank. No, it's not. Let the check go. I'll never let a check go. That's how we got in. Right, but I hope he can't. Well, savings are checking. I mean, I think we all have questions. Where's he putting it? I feel like we shouldn't have questions. Right. Okay. Dan kept watch at the back door while Ned got the money. He took about 2,000 pounds. Then... Was his check for that much? It included the check money. He cashed the check. So the check was for less than 2,000, so now he's robbing. <laughs> yes. Well, this is... That's illegal. And so everyone knows. Then Ned went toward the private apartments where the bank manager's family was. Well, that's quite a move. Might as well. All right, I'm going to your family. Let's get in there. Yeah. I'm going to raise them like my own. That's what he does? Yeah. All right, I'm your daddy now. Here's gifts. I just cashed a big check. Now, the bank manager said later that he looked at Kelly and said, Kelly, if you go in there, I will strike you, whatever the consequences may be. Probably uh, death. Then Hart put a gun to the manager's head, and they all went into the apartment. The man- manager said his wife and kids are pretty calm, so he decided not to strike Ned. Because they took it well? Yeah, because they were like, oh, hi. Oh, I thought you guys were going to freak out. This is... Okay. Can we set a place for one more? I guess, Ned, you're coming over for... There's four guys. Well, we, I mean, I, we, they can share. I don't know. How many placemats do we have? Do we, do we have enough silverware? <laughs> Did you make enough is the question. I'm hungry. 
Why, why are you covering your microphone? It's a private conversation. <laughs> I don't want right, them to hear. Right, but you don't have a microphone in the house. Huh? Why did you keep pretending baby like you have a microphone girl, baby, in the house? Baby, baby. What? Huh? Why do you keep pretending like we have a microphone in the house? We don't have microphones. Hey, cover your mic. <laughs> what the fuck are you doing? We don't have... They can hear you. <laughs> we don't have mic... Set one more place for four. Microphones haven't been invented. Then what am I doing? <laughs> Lord. Okay. It's fair. All those at the bank were taken uh, over to Faithful Creek's Ranch, though Stephen Hart uh, stayed to have lunch at the local hotel. That's a cool move. Basically... I'm starving. No one, no one else in the town knew what happened, so he's like, I'm going to grab a meal. If that's cool. You guys good with that? As they prepared to leave the ranch, Ned told the ranch overseer to hold everyone else prisoner for three hours. Ned said, quote... If any of you leave before then, we will find you out and make it hot for you. Make it hot for make you? Make it hot. It'll be fucking hot. Sorry, just... Rain in lava. To be clear. Yes. Are you threat? You're threatening us, right? With heat. <laughs> the hotness. A lot of heat or just you're like a... Like a sauna. We'll you, be putting... That's a very we'll put, luxurious activity. We'll be putting so. you in a steam bath. Oh, I'd love a steam bath. I'm, 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 no, we'll turn it up. I love nice steam. and warm. That sounds terrific. Yeah, no, that'd be great. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so, so don't do it. The no, thing. I'm gonna say something. I'd love a spa weekend. It sounds like it's not a spa weekend. It's it gonna be really lovely. hot. That sounds great. It's good for your pars. It's nice. No, what? It's too much. Pe- stuff will be coming off. Skin and whatnot, and face parts. Oh, murder. Super hot. Right. You're going to murder us. I'm just going to turn up the heat. Well, it sounds like a spa trip again. I don't it's know. It's not being... a spa. It, there's, a, there's a very big difference between killing a man and then making things hot for him. It's not a spa. It's more than a spa. Are it's you like coming a... on to me? <laughs> you take the money. You are coming on to me. <laughs> I'm done robbing you. I'll tell you that right now. Fuck off. I can't stay mad at you. (laughs) Then the Kelly gang left. The overseer let the prisoners outside, but uh, didn't let them leave for three hours as instructed. At four o'clock in the morning, a party of troopers with a black tracker arrived. What's a black tracker? (laughs) Hey, guys, what's a black tracker? Oh, boy, I'll tell you what, I don't like the setup. I don't want to know. Anybody want to say it? Well, how about one person? Yeah, it's an indigenous person uh, who well, they just... Well, well, well. ...casually referred to as a black tracker. Okay. Well, now, coming from a country like America, we did not have racism. No. And at I least our offensive. terms were far more vicious. Just yes. So they use the term "black tracker." Why? Do, and okay, just cut. in the paper. That's straight out of the newspapers. Oh, okay. What? So it's a fact. <laughs> black factor. Three days. 
50 additional armed policemen and 50 of the garrison corps were sent to guard township banks. Some female clothing was found at the sheep ranch after the gang, le- gang left. Well, maybe a wizard turned a lady into a sheep. Ever thought about that? No. Same. There was a hat, a veil, etc., other stuff. Steve Hart, a member of the gang, was said to have a slender figure and a boyish face with general good looks. Again, how do you... Like, you could never find anybody. Oh. Oh, damn. <laughs> so what I'm saying is if we were part of a crime duo, I would put you in a dress. Sorry? And I send would, you to town to I get would, information. Uh, that is absolutely true. Yes. If that were to happen, I would absolutely at one point be like, Oh, I don't know. My husband has never said anything about it. No. So he, he would dress up as a lady uh, and then go into towns and spy and try to find an information. Fucking great. Yeah. Some said he actually walked through the police station at Mansfield. Ooh, Hello, boys. Me. How are you? Oh, sorry. Must have gotten lost on my way. Ooh, aren't you Which tough? way to the ladies' room? That's the one I use, where we sit down for both. <laughs> my story checks out. <laughs> one day was Steve, when Steve was all dolled up... Uh, <laughs> He Did was, he look? He looked good. It I was assume like so. Bugs Bunny in a lady outfit. Well, he was all dolled up, and he was a few miles outside of Mansfield. Uh, Mansfield, when a group of people saw him and told her they were worried to see a woman riding alone. Oh, that situation! No, no, no! I'm quite capable. Oh, you look strong, but I'll be fine. No need to investigate this further. I'm a lady. For sure. They asked if she was afraid of running into the Kelly gang. Oh, no, no. No, I'm getting emotional. I'll be fine. No. Oh, go away. She said no and said she wasn't afraid of the police either. At that point, she showed them her revolvers and then rode off. That's testicles, right? (laughs) Who do you think you're fucking with? The group thought she was a very courageous woman. So they still thought woman, even at the end. Wow. What a lady. She's really something, huh? Oh. Look at her go. Whoa. Whoa. She's got an something ass that quit. And hairy legs, just how we like them. Reminds you of those sheep. Huh? What? Huh? What did you say? I didn't you say anything. You said any- something. I said nothing. I've never been... been... Yep. Yeah. In February 1879, the gang made another raid, this time in New South Wales. They rode through... Oh, fuck. It's a popular town. They rode into Gerildery. I got it? Whoa, Gerildery. Very well, nice. they What? I think he said yoke again. Oh, he said yoking. <laughs> Come on, quit yoking around. The township had a telegraph station, a courthouse, a lockup, several hotels, and also a branch of the Bank of New South Wales. 200 people lived there. The gang, gang entered the police station, pulled their guns, and locked the cops in their own jail. Great move. Fucking I mean, that, That's got to be so satisfying. Just go into the... Like, like, I mean, honestly. First thing, lock up them, and then... Right. Whatever. Well, I didn't... 
Oh, shit, I didn't think of this. They have the keys, too. Fuck. What are you in for? Uh, well, I'm, a, I'm an officer. <laughs> Small world indeed. I, too, am a man of the badge. Why are you talking like that? Just always wanted to know what it'd be like on the other side. <laughs> well, you know what's next. What? Huh? Lunch! Lunch! Lunch is soon! Lunch! What? Lunch! I thought you meant... And then you know what's followed after that. Just dessert? Whether you like it or not. Time for a nap. We'll be exhausted. We'll carb up. What? Tired. Get a nap. But once you wake up from the nap, you know what happens then. No. I take off my trousers oh. and piss in the toilet because it's right there. You've seen it a million times. But then when it gets dark... Why do you... Do you know what happens I have a, then? I have, a, I have a question. Why are you taking off your whole trousers to go... I'm five years old. <laughs> you know I like to drop them all the way down. Okay, I didn't know. I always love that. But it's then when Jap- it gets Japanese dark... Japanese businessman sort of thing. When it gets dark, you know what happens? What? Huh? No. Sleeping, I think. Yeah, sleep. Exactly. Yep. Nice night's sleep. Okay. But you know how I'm going to wake you up in the morning? I'd rather not know. Pancakes. Where? You deserve them. How are you going to make... We're in, we're in the jail. After I have sex with you. <laughs> it's a clear chronology. Good to get away, though, isn't it? <laughs> Vacation from ourselves. So, when they locked up the cops, it was Saturday. They then, w- they then waited well, until... that means they can't get out till Monday. That's how it well, works. Well, they waited until Monday. Yeah, that's the law. <laughs> and then they went to the telegraph office, where they made the clerks cut the wires and then took them to jail. They found the bank manager in his bath at home. <laughs> oh, this is, su- this is a surprise. Uh, he and two clerks were taken... Uh, to the Royal Hotel, where a few townspeople were already being held. The Wait, bank was then... The two clerks weren't in the bath area. Yeah. They were? Oh, yeah, he, he, this bank manager, everybody bathed together. <laughs> okay, all right, for a second. Um, the bank was then ransacked. 2,000 pounds was taken, uh, and deeds, securities, and bu- books, etc. were burned. For the rest of the day, the gang controlled the town. They made the townspeople cut down eight of the telegraph poles. The gang had drinks at the Royal Hotel, and Ned Kelly gave his manifesto to the manager of the bank and made him promise to have it published. You promise now! You'll, yeah. this, you'll publish it. Absolutely. You this, have, you'll make sure it's published. Absolutely, yeah, my word. Say, say like a... You are making a deposit, and I will make sure it's clear, yes. Not a deposit, you'll publish this. I will publish it as a, as a deposit. Into I your feel like you're not you? understanding me. I understand I could, completely. You want to publish? I, I get could, it. You want to publish your manifesto? I could shoot you in the face. Right. Sign it on the back. Make sure you endorse it. I'll deposit it. Okay, I'm just going to go ahead and kill I'm myself. I'm a bank manager, and I I'm going to only kill see things in bank managerial way. I'm going to kill myself. Well, that's going to be an overdraft. That'll be the end of the... <laughs> you get charged for that. 
The manifesto was 56 pages and had been trans... 56 pages? Yep. Oh, man. And had been... Lots of pictures, probably. And had been... No? And been transcribed by uh, gang member Joe Byrne. Uh, But it was not published, as instructed. The bank manager gave it to the police. Okay. If I can kill that guy. You're going to kill that guy? Sorry, sometimes I inhabit my characters. I don't know if that was clear you were being a character. You said, I'm going to kill that guy. I'm, gonna ki- I'm pretty upset. Okay, <laughs> but... So I have to make a time machine. <laughs> I'm going to kill that guy. Ned's manifesto was filled with tidbits like, quote, but as for handcuffing Sergeant Kennedy to a tree or cutting his ear off or brutally treating him... Any of them is a falsehood. If Kennedy's ear was cut off, it was not done by me, and none of my mates was near him after he was shot. I put his cloak over him and left him as well I could, and were they my own brothers, I could not have been more sorry for them. This cannot be called willful murder, for I was compelled to shoot them or lie down or let them shoot me. There's no punctuation in the whole thing. All 56 pages. So it's a run-on. No punctuation. So it's, it's worse than murder. Yeah. It's worse than murder. You're going to grammar jail, mister. The gang now had been on the run for 18 months. The reward was increased to 4,000 pounds. Ned was constantly kept informed by his friends and relatives about the movements of the police while they told reporters and police false information to send them in the wrong direction. On June 28, 1880, Aaron Sherritt was inside of his house when a German man who he knew called for him to come out. Sorry, a cherry man? German. German. Cherry German. Cherry German? Very red German man. Excuse me? That's a what big red called. German came to get him. Big red German guy. A cherry with a German accent. A German. A German. <laughs> when he did call out, Kelly. Back up! It's me, Cherry! <laughs> Wait. Hello? You inside? Oh, can we... Back up! Can we please make a movie about a guy in Australia? It's me, the fruity cherry one! I'm ready to talk! Watch out! When he did, Kelly gang member Joe Byrne shot him through the head. Ow! That's gonna leave a mark! That guy's not real. That's the... That guy's fake. Turns out... (laughs) I'm not even a real person. I was a figment of everyone's imagination. Well, it's a real person, but they're pretending to be him. No, what I'm saying is I'm actually real. Okay. Am I becoming Irish? Yep. I think we all are. Inside inside the house, uh, there were a group of policemen, but they did not fire a shot. They refrained from shooting because it was dark outside, and there was a fire inside, which meant they could not see the gang, but the gang could see them if they moved. The Kelly gang then shot through the house and eventually tried to burn it down. The gang stayed outside until 6 o'clock in the morning when they finally rode off. Sherrod had been a friend of the gang, but at some point, probably when he, the reward hit 4K, he started working the, with the police. Didn't work out well. Late June 1880, the station train master at the town of Glen Rowan was awakened by a knock at the door at 3 in the morning. Ned burst in and told them to come and take up the train tracks. Ned waited while he got dressed. So wait, he broke... <laughs> wait. Ned just, came into his house. Yeah. And said, said we're going to take up the train tracks. Get rid of the train. Mm-mm. Oh. 
Get rid of the train, train. tracks. Right, but train, that's... train tracks and trains are different things. Yeah, but that's to stop the train, obviously. Well, yeah, it's not going to be great for the train. Well, that's what I'm talking about. You need those tracks. Uh, when uh, the two men got to the tracks, they saw eight other men. And Ned said, now you direct those men how to raise some of the rails as we expect a special train very soon. Ned told them not to signal the coming train. A special train was on the way from Melbourne with an inspector and five black trackers. I had to say again. As well as a superintendent with eight troopers and their horses. But word got to them that the Kelly gang had ripped up the tracks and were waiting for them. So the lawmen stopped the train and rushed out. They ran into local policemen who said they just escaped from the Kellys and that the gang was at the Jones Hotel close to the train station. All the men advanced on the hotel. As they got near, the gang came out on the veranda and started shooting. The lawmen then shot four saddled horses out back. Well, llamas hate horses. Bullets were flying everywhere, hitting the station building and the train. The shooting went on for about 15 minutes. The whole time, women who were hostages in the hotel were screaming. Then everything went quiet. No Mm. one could see anything because of all the smoke. A loud scream came from the hotel. It was the landlady, Mrs. Jones. Her son had been shot in the back. She walked out of the hotel crying and wandered into the bush. But then she'd come back out of the bush and then go back into the bush. And she kept doing Wait. that. <laughs> she was having sex. <laughs> no. Oh. So she'd run into the bush. So she was sort of running suicides at this point? She was just freaking out. In and out of the bush? It's Australia. What's her angle? She's her sunshot. She's not handling it well. But you gotta pick. I mean, at some point. Yeah. You gotta get in or out of the bush. Well, they they grabbed her at some point and said, stop going in the bush. <laughs> what is the bush Narnia? What am I? <laughs> I don't know why no one stopped her, but she kept going in and out. And they were At some all like, point, you're like, Jesus, God, what is she doing? Oh, I'm inside it! Now I'm out of it! I miss inside it! Finally, uh, Now I'm out again! They got her to come... I'll somersault in! Finally, they got her to come back My in. My head's peeking out. <laughs> what am I doing? Uh... Finally, one of the hostages helped uh, her take her son out, uh, and they took her, him to the next town for treatment. And at dawn, the Kelly gang allowed the women and children in the hotel to leave. Each person was checked, though, because who knew if the gang would try to dress like a woman to get out? Right. Right. Yeah. The lawmen stayed focused on the hotel, believing the entire gang was in there. That's when they were surprised when they were attacked from behind. Mm. They turned around to see a man dressed in a long overcoat, and wearing an iron mask. Here we go. <laughs> All he had was a revolver. He calmly walked from tree to tree and took bullets from the police with indifference as he returned fire. Wait, he's grabbing the bullet? Wait. No, they're just shooting. Wait, what did you say? He's Iron Man! He is Iron Man. They sting him with indifference. In other words, they're not doing anything. The, so the shots just hit him, and he's like, whatever. Uh, so he's doing that North Hollywood move where he's made himself fucking bulletproof. He's the original North Hollywood shootout man. <laughs> okay. He calmly walked from tree to tree and took the bullets. The police kept firing, but it seemed like he was bulletproof. It was Ned. 
The shooting stopped momentarily, and Ned yelled, quote, Come on, you bastard! The bloody police can't do any harm to us. Ned then stepped out. He was wearing armor of iron a quarter inch thick. It was a long breastplate, shoulder plates, back guard, and a helmet. So, I mean, and nobody, I mean, this is the first time anyone has been like... And the last. Yeah. Well, not the, I mean, remember North Hollywood? Those I know, dudes. but at this point, like, no, this is the yeah. first time Aaron ever put on fucking Anybody armor. made themselves bulletproof. Yeah. The first, like, the, watching the, first... the cops' faces, they're like, uh... What's up? Send a new llama? Um... Uh, the helmet looked like a nail can with a crown and had a long slit through it. So he could Cute, through. like a little yeah, like a, yeah. revealing. But the armor suit was believed to have been made by two men who lived in nearby towns. The iron was stolen from farmers' plows. It turns out thefts from farmers' plows had become common in the area as of late. Weird. Yeah. Did you think there was a connection? Nope. Me neither. The police suspected the thefts were leading up to something. Ned's armor weighed 97 pounds, or 44 oh, kilograms. <laughs> While I'm bulletproof, you will outrun this. This is... Oh, shit. Oh, bad idea. Tot. Tot. Give you some bullets for a little water. It is not cold in here. Sergeant Steele then realized Ned was encased in armor, so he shot at his legs, which were not covered in he armor. He didn't cover the legs? I mean... No. So small, you're just going to like slowly... It was a small flaw in the suit of armor. I mean, when you hear us shoot the legs, you're like, ah, uh, what? No! No! No, no, no legs! Legs are off limits! Uh, that's not Way part. stop! Way stop! Hi! 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 Oh! My fucking legs! Shit! They're just regular! <laughs> Fuck is fuck! Shoot the head! Sergeant Steele shot at his legs. Ned staggered. A second shot dropped him, and Ned yelled out, I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> that, yeah, that'll do. That's good. All right. Yep, that's it. Uncle. I'm done. His wounds uh, were two on the right arm, several on the right leg, one on the left foot, one on the right hand, and two near the groin. There were five bullet marks. So wait, marks. he, like... Uh, again, halfway to genius, but he left the groin, legs, and the arms exposed. I mean, yeah. The groin's a weird call. Yeah, I, I would. And the arms had, and the legs. I would have tons of metal there, very thick. Well, you always do. Whenever we travel, you. I I care. I have a nineteen-pound groin. Without the metal. <laughs> Once you metal up, it gets heavy. That's before, yeah. Yeah, that's I put pre. the metal on. Yeah. And I put the metal on. It's, it's about 44 pounds. Yeah. yeah. That's why I, they call me 44 pound balls. Oh, that is why? Yeah. Oh, I thought it was a. And then your dad was called that or something. There were five bullet marks on the helmet. Okay. Three on the breastplate and nine on the back plate and one on the shoulder plate. A witness, quote, The police thought he was a fiend seeing their rifle bullets were sliding off him like hail. They were firing into him at about ten yards in the grim light of the morning without the slightest effect. <laughs> ten yards? The well, this isn't good. 
The force of the rifle bullets made him stagger when hit, but it was only when they got him on the legs and arms that he reluctantly fell. Now the farmers about here have been getting their iron boards taken off their plows at night for a long time, but whoever dreamed it was the Kellys and they would be used for such a purpose. Ned's armored shootout with the police lasted for a half hour. That's a long fucking time. Yeah, it's just at the end. So he had like a trench coat. Right? Yeah, 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 so yeah, he was sort of like, they'll think the legs are bulletproof. And they'll just oh, yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah, he was like, yeah. And if they and shoot a... once, I'll just be like, didn't feel anything. But then they shot his penis, and he was like, I'm a dick. Not, no arms or dick. Well, that was the weird thing. He actually had a hole, and the dick was just out. I get it. Because he, he was like, I might have to pee. Yeah, but right. You don't want to get out of it. Ned was lying on a stretcher, quite calm and collected, notwithstanding the great pain he must have suffered. You know, my legs hurt, but I'll be okay. Ned does not at all... This is still the guy. Ned does not at all look like a murderer and a bushranger. He's a very powerful man, aged about 27, with black hair... (laughs) He's 27. ...beard, and with a mild, soft-looking face. Sure. Again, very specific. (laughs) He had a soft-looking face. You know the type. Like one you could put your hand through. Yeah. Like very soft. Yeah. Like he's got cloud face. It was like, it was like his skin was made of yogurt. Yeah. And his features were just average. <laughs> You'll pick him out of a crowd. He was a cloud with regular features. His mouth was the only wicked portion of his face. Oh, again, easy. And not just an expression. <laughs> After his capture, he became very tame and conversed freely with those who knew him. I did not speak to him, although I should have liked very much to ask why he never stuck up the bank of Victoria. Hmm? I mean, it's just... What? Wait. There was a guy there who watched him get shot and watched the whole thing, and the only thing he wanted to ask him was, how come you never... Uh, why not the bank of Victoria? What was going I was going too on? far, very far. My legs. It was so far. How are my legs looking? Can we take the iron off? What about the question of like, how'd you build the armor? Or one of the other millions of fucking (laughs) awesome questions you can ask. What are your parents like? (laughs) Where are you from? What do you do? Do you like bunnies? Does this feel weird? (laughs) Uh, But the rest of the Kelly Why don't you settle down? Ten years, where do you see yourself? The rest of the Kelly gang was not done. The shooting continued. Ned told the police they would fight until they were dead and would never give up. A rumor went through the lawman outside that Joe Byrne had been shot already when he was drinking a glass of whiskey at the bar around 5 in the morning. That turned out to be true. But the other two Kelly gang members continued shooting away until 10 o'clock in the morning when a white handkerchief was held out the door. At that point, 30 prisoners came out holding up their hands. Then the shooting continued. Good. So it's a clear sign. Yeah. I think they're sick! And it went on until 3 in the afternoon when it stopped. The police discussed the situation. Some believe the gang were reserving their ammo, others thinking that they were dead. At that point, a constable ran up to the house with some burning straw and put it on the ground at the side of the building, and soon smoke was pouring out the roof. At that moment, a cannon arrived from a nearby town. A what? A cannon? Cannon. About time. I love that the town over had a cannon. Yeah. Just in case. It's going to take a while to get it there. 
But it was decided that since the house was on fire, they didn't need to shoot it with a cannon. Dude, it took us all fucking day. You don't want it? Can't believe we came all the way here and we can't shoot our fucking We had cannon. a birthday party we were going to do. What's the fucking difference? The house is on fire. Can't we just shoot it now? Come on. The... My boy Christ. came all this way. Let me shoot two or he thinks his dad's a pussy. Hmm. A father, Gibney, ran into the hotel and found the bodies of Dan Kelly and Steve Hart lying side by side. They had shot each other or one had killed the other and then himself. Either way, they were both dead. Oh. The hotel burned down and the three bodies were taken out in, of the embers. At that point, they were just burned to a cinder. Just bones and skulls. Cool. <laughs> the crowd took souvenirs. What? what? Like, As in bones? Like hairs from the tail of uh, Ned's horse, pieces of the charred hotel. At the end of all that that was left standing was a lamppost and the signboard. The Glen uh, Rowan Inn, best accommodation. That was all, just that sign there. Nine men were well, dead. that's not true anymore. Nope. Nine men were dead. Three policemen, three civilians uh, who were caught in the hotel, and the three members of the gang. Seven were wounded, two policemen, one volunteer, one native tracker, two bystanders, and Ned Kelly. Yes, I changed that to native tracker. Ned's trial bought big crowds. The courtroom was filled with young women who had a thing for Ned. Ned was interviewed in jail by an inspector. Quote, I could have gotten away last night, but I wanted to see the thing end. Why don't the police use bullets instead of duck shot? I have got one charge of duck shot in my leg. One policeman who was firing at me was a splendid shot. The bullets that struck my armor felt like the blows from a man's fist. I wanted to fire into the train carriages, but the police started onto us too quickly. Inspector, you wanted then to kill the police in the train? Kelly, yes, of course, of course I did. Keep up. Where you been? God help them, but would they not have tried to kill me? So he wanted to kill everybody on the train. At least he's being honest. Ned was oh, found- for sure. Yeah, I wanted them to die. Ned was tried and found guilty. Deliberations lasted about uh, half an hour and were turned uh, into court with a verdict of guilty. The judge said, Edward Kelly, the verdict pronounced by the jury is one which you must have fully suspected. Ned said, yes, under the circumstances. Oh, yeah. You know, I, I thought, saw this coming. Yeah, for sure. sure. Yeah, I'm not crazy. <laughs> Come on. Uh, the judge sentenced him to death and mm. said, may the Lord have mercy on your soul. And Ned replied, I will go a little further than that and say, I will see you where I go. <laughs> yeah, he's... It's kind of a good mic drop. Yeah, see you in hell, fuckface. (laughs) Kelly out. Well, that's fine, but there's no such thing as mics, so. Dropping megaphone thingies. Over the next week, up to 6,000 people gathered at different local meetings to petition the governor to release Ned. So he was just is just a hero of the people. Yeah. Right. To, you know, the Irish, the poor, the, yeah. Right. (laughs) My people. On November 11th, 1880, Ned Kelly was executed at 10 o'clock in the morning in front of about 30 people. There were a few journalists there. the low turnout. No, bad, not bad turnout. How are the numbers? Oh, fuck. Oh, really? What is this, Adelaide? Oh, fuck. The 
there were a few journalists there, and they all reported he said something different. <laughs> I'm excited for the options. The common belief is that Ned's final words were, such is life. But I don't know what that meant. But none of the six uh, wardens or clergy there heard that. One reporter from Melbourne wrote that. The reporter from the Argus wrote that Ned said, there is no need lying... Oh, no, there's no need to tie in me. And then, oh, well, I suppose it has come to this. While the Morning Herald wrote, <laughs> he said, oh, well, it's come to this at last. Either way, they just all wrote different stuff. You got it. I mean, you have time. Come up with something better. Well, they said they, pr- they probably couldn't hear him because of all the noise, the, like the... <laughs> I mean, well, I don't want to keep drawing... are not I don't want to keep drawing parallels, but... Yeah. Okay. 4,000 people gathered outside... Uh, and were and were of the lower classes. An hour after his death, an hour after his death, Ned's hair and beard were shaved, and plaster was applied to his face and head to make a death mask. A what? A death mask. Um, oh, sorry, I missed the party, but that's very common back then. They make a, a death, death mask. mask. Yeah, they make a mask. Of like the... you're going into the Hall of Fame, they can yep. make a bust out of you. Or you could, or people could wear it for uh, Halloween or whatever. Or just to like a costume party. So you, they, they would just make an imprint of the face just to have it? Yeah. After they shaved him after he was... Yeah, clean shave him, yeah. Well, it's hard to make a death mask with hair. Sticks. It's also possible to shave a man before death. Not if he is not into it. <laughs> the next day, the mask was put on public display in the street, and there were phrenology explanations given about how the shape of his head and face represented criminal tendencies. Phrenology was a big yeah. player for a long time. Yeah, it was great. That was a hell Can't of a run. Can't believe it went away. Yeah. The night after his execution, his sister Kate and brother James charged a shilling uh, for a discussion at the Apollo Hall where they told stories about Ned. Several hundred people paid and attended. Ninety claims to the reward... Uh, to the capture of the Kelly gang came in. Only Aaron Sherritt, who Ned had shot and killed, pretending he was the German guy, mm. was, du- the was uh, given the reward money, it was determined. Uh, seven native trackers got 50 pounds each. But the board said, quote, it is undesirable to place any sum of money in the hands of persons unable to use it. Is that yep. fair? Mm-mm. It doesn't feel fair. No, it's... Um, Fucked up. Yep. Right. They get really weird. <laughs> <laughs> they don't have as much funny fun with their um, aboriginal uh, uh, just horrors as we do with our, as, with our slavery. <laughs> they don't take it as jolly. Because we, uh, we have a much better guys, time with it. Push it down and bury it. That's bury it. The policy that's been have working fun. for. Look, we're gonna build a wall. <laughs> Things are. We're doing. Uh, will someone marry me? Is that? Uh, the woman whose hotel was burned and uh, whose son was shot, Mrs. Joan, asked for compensation, but witnesses said she had invited the gang over and had been kissing Ned. So, <laughs> uh, Ned's body was thrown into a mass grave, which was dug up in 1929 when they were uh, building a new jail. The construction workers were told the bodies would all be decomposed, but that wasn't the case. Good. 
because there are two kinds of quicklime, and the wrong one had been used, which preserved the bones instead of disintegrating them. Well, you got to read the labels. You really, you got to make sure you're using the right one. Oh, no, we preserved them! Now this is going to be really weird. Near the jail yard wall were the initials NK. At that point, there was a scramble as a bunch of schoolboys ran in and started grabbing the bones for souvenirs. What? Australia. (laughs) Ned's head or skull, whichever one, went home with a guy named Harry Lee. He was a contractor. He kept it by his bed where he and his wife slept for a few days. What? You know how you said you wanted to spice it up? Not like this. I'm scared. Shh. Let it sleep in between us. Oh, I wish I could put Dawn and fuck you. I'm doing an impression of him. Does that sound accurate? (laughs) Let me Uh, give you a head. After that, Harry Lee gave it back to the authorities. I feel uh, weird. <laughs> She's being a bitch. I don't know. She doesn't get it. You know what I mean? <sighs> I'm, I think we're not right for each other. I'll be honest. Um, we don't see Ida Ned. As, <laughs> as uh, many remains as could be found were put into 10 coffins and reburied. Then in 2000, that location was being converted into a commercial development, but no one could remember where the coffins were. So now the remains of Ned Kelly were going to be dug up again. In 2009, using a green sash Ned wore when he was killed, DNA testing was done, but it was inconclusive. So they had to find a living relative of Ned's, which they eventually did. They ID'd Ned's body and even took two shotgun pellets out of his tibia. Still, no skull. Then, a Western... (laughs) Then a West Australian farmer named Tom Baxter, said he had the head. Well, weird claim. He said he got it in 1978 after it was stolen from a museum at the old Melbourne jail. He said he didn't steal it, but that he just had it. Uh, So... (laughs) So he'd been rubbing the skull and taking its powers. No, I just... Actually, a funny story, a horse. I didn't... Ro- I didn't Kicked steal me it. right into the skull! I didn't steal it, but... You know, it came in the mail. Along with balls. They were like, you accent. should take care of this. We've stolen it so you can care for it. Uh, he didn't take the best care of it. It was in a Tupperware container in a... Uh, I, 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 I'm sorry, he didn't take the best care of it? It was in a Did tup- he burp it? <laughs> it was in a Tupperware container in a log by a river. <laughs> I don't see any issues with what happened. <laughs> Someone dug up a picture of a contractor named Alex Talbot holding the skull in 1929. And it turns out Alex did take a tooth from the skull, which he had always kept in a little box. It had been taken to school by kids in the family for show and tell for years. You know, they're going to bring out the tooth. We just have a hamster. <laughs> the tooth matched the skull. And DNA could be removed from the tooth 
and it was, and it didn't match Ned. Mm. This meant that all so it was just a kid, regular tooth. This meant that all those kids grabbing souvenirs in 1929 had been a, a, grabbing the wrong bones. Well, now it's weird, and that Ned Kelly's skull is still missing. Ellen Hollow, the great great granddaughter of the of Ned's. Uh, sister said in a statement in 2011 we appeal to the person who has the skull in their possession to return it so that when the time comes for Ned to be laid to rest for his remains can be complete (laughs) so (laughs) what the dollop would like (laughs) is for and I guarantee it's one of you (laughs) one of you just fucking give it back. Quit being weird. There's no way the person who has that skull doesn't listen to the dollop. I bet we'll be signing it after the show. <laughs> ah. So, but he... That is a damaging story to hear here that is different than what the he's I don't think it's that much different right you, you guys kind of knew all that yeah but I he's mean, a hero but he's a he's like a national you guys love him right I get it a little bit I mean he's a huge badass but I mean, also a murderer. Mur- murderer a murderer for murderer. sure a murderer he's your favorite sure. favorite murderer he's, <laughs> <laughs> he's our favorite murderer you know as far as murderers go <laughs> I, I mean, like what I say I mean, there's murder. Now, update us with the llama stuff. <laughs> Are they okay? They all died. Oh, David. Not like the penguins. When do you guys hear the penguin? What? Okay, enough. Um, some weird shit is coming your way. Um, yeah, well, that's the end of our tour, right? Yeah. Oh, shit. I know. I know. I know. Um... Yeah, we can't, uh, honestly, we can't thank uh, everybody enough, everybody here, and everybody for coming out. We really appreciate it. Um, We will be back soon, and um, yeah, it's the best. I'm getting emotional. I just, I miss the animals. Um, You guys. No, thank you so much, everybody. Uh, Give it up for Dave Anthony. We really appreciate it, guys. Thank you so much. Have a great evening. Thank you. Hey there, people listening to The Dollop. Uh, this is Gareth. Yes, the same guy. I Listen, I have a new podcast called We're Here to Help that I'm doing with my friend Jake Johnson. It's basically a call and advice show where we don't say that we're professionals because we aren't, but we try to help people with problems that are important to them. You can listen to it wherever you listen to podcasts, and it is out right now. So go listen to We're Here to Help with Jake and Gareth. We're here to help with Gareth and Jake. I don't remember how we did it, but either way, fun. Half Hour comes out Tuesday, August 22nd, and the episodes will be out every Tuesday and Friday. We're here to help. Oh, hey there, everybody. It's Gareth, you know, from this uh, this podcast. Uh, listen, I've got some stand-up shows. I'm inviting the Garmy, the Gareth Army, 
to join me for. I will be in Fort Collins, Colorado, August 18th and August 19th. I will be in Minneapolis, Minnesota, August 24th through August 26th at Acme. I will be going to the UK in September. Please join me. I will be in Glasgow, September 13th, London, September 15th, Dublin, September 17th, and September 19th, Manchester, Birmingham, September 20th, Bristol, September 22nd, and Cardiff, September 24th. And then in November, I'll be in Australia. November 10th, almost sold out, I think. I'll be in Melbourne, Australia. Then I will be in Northbridge, Australia on November 15th. Adelaide, November 16th. Canberra, November 17th. Brisbane, November 18th. And then I will be in uh, Sydney on November 24th. Go to GarethReynolds.com for tickets. Garmy, let's get at it after it. Let's see you there.